Okay, welcome to another episode of Out From The Cube. This is just a, I, I, it's not a solo episode. I've heard people use this phrase in podcasting of a solo cast, but this is not a solo cast, but it is just Joe Quinn and I today. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you today? Good, man. I was just actually noticing your attire. Um, you know, I went with the Cardinal Red for opening day. Opening and you just, day. You, you went... You went basketball gear. What's on the yes. hat? I can't even tell. Oh, I don't know. It's like a Clearwater <laughs> Beach. I call this my, when I can't find this hat, I yell out to my wife, where's my Kenny my Chesney hat? hat? I think oh. this is a hat that Kenny Chesney would roll with. So, yeah. um, but it is opening day. That is exciting. Mm-hmm. I've seen a yep. few pictures. There's a few fans at some of these. I, I, I think if I was looking at it correctly on ESPN an hour or so ago, I think, um, uh, I forget the gentleman's name, but he's the best. Magara, um, uh, I'm not. I'm not even going to get it right. Um, the guy that's really good up in Detroit. It's been a while. I used to live in Detroit, but it was snowing up there. It looked like the mm-hmm. snow was just coming down in Detroit. It oh, looked like there were a few people up in game. Chicago Jeez. for the Cubs. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. oh, I can't remember his name right now. Um, but yeah, opening day. I think the Cardinals, our Cardinals, are on the road, and it should be starting here shortly. They're up yep. in Cincinnati, yep. I think. Cincinnati. That's right. Yeah, yeah so we're going. Keep it, we got to keep it a short one. Now that wasn't your sport growing up, right? I mean, you played it. Your sport was football, right? But where did you play baseball all the way through as well? Uh, you know, we didn't have the the school baseball, the summer league baseball. So you know, I did that in Legion baseball um, as I got older. So honestly, ba- football was what I loved, but baseball was easily a, a number two. I wish oh, right. I wish we would have had it more. I would have played more. It, I probably had more fun playing that. Your uh, high yeah, school didn't have it. Your school didn't nah, have didn't have small, baseball. Too small. Too you had to play this. Had to play the summer league stuff, and then as you got older, you combined with a few other of the small towns. You took pick pick you know cherry pick the best athletes, and then we we would play and compete. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Well, um, let's get right into it. I know both of us kind of have a hard stop in a little bit. There's yeah. a lot, so we haven't done this. And uh, and what I like about what we do is, uh, you know, I kind of told you briefly as we pressed record that I had an idea of where this would go. Mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm really wrapped up. Um, it's, and I don't know where this goes. You know, this is you and I having a cup, uh, a conversation and some coffee, right? But, the I had a great phone call yesterday and this really kind of resonated, uh, uh, really hit me yesterday. Um, two, twofold. I had a great conversation, a gentleman named David nurse. Uh, I had a conversation with mm-hmm. David nurse, uh, has written a book called pivot and go. He's somebody I had followed. And th- th- there's two points to this. The first point is when this year started, he was on the Ed Milet show and Ed Milet is, you know, um, you know, one of the leading podcasters out there, this huge entrepreneur worth millions and millions of dollars actually listened to him the other day. And they were talking about uh, how he just bought a new private jet, you know, that's supposed to be state of the art, this jet. So Ed Mm -hmm. Milet is up there. And those that have listened to our podcast know uh, that I've referenced him a number of times and, uh, I listened to him quite a bit, take notes on, on his theories and strategies and all that. Um, but David nurse was on his show six months ago. And first time I've heard of David nurse, his uncle, his uncle is Nick nurse. Nick Mm -hmm. nurse is the head basketball coach for the Toronto Raptors in the NBA. So that's his uncle. So anyway, he has this great story about his, you know, his pursuit of basketball and being in the NBA. And he had this great energy to him and vibe to him. His language was in line with what I think it was about leadership and optimal performance and getting the most out of life and energy and providing to other people and getting, you know, and giving value to other people. And I was just like, man, this guy's awesome. This guy's Mm -hmm. message and delivery Mm -hmm. and energy was 
right in line with, with things I think about and just that intersect me. And so I said this to myself and I'm almost certain I said it to my wife, I'm going to figure out how to get connected with that guy. I'm going to figure, I don't know how, but I'm going to get mm -hmm. connected with this guy. And then yesterday on my way to basketball with my boys, uh, had a phone call with him, talked for 45, 50 minutes and had this amazing conversation. Right? So tell and, us how you connected with him, if you don't yeah. mind, because I, I know you say sometimes you just got to reach out and ask, right? Yeah, so, so that, that's the thing the, that I wanted to hit up. One, I'm, I'm really driven mm -hmm. by this idea of kind of speaking things into existence. I know that's right. what people say, but it's this mindset of, you know, this is what I want. I'm willing to go out on a limb and try to get it. I want to mm -hmm. have this relationship, this mentor, this responsibility, yeah. this job, whatever it is, right? And I know you're doing similar things. I, sure. I, I would, you'd be foolish not to, of yeah. uh, your pursuit of finding uh, a company to purchase, Correct. right? Yep. Like yep. You, you can't sit around with the mindset of, I'm never going to find it. It's not going to happen. I'm not good enough. And I don't know where I'm going to come. Like you, you probably are thinking about like, I know this is going to happen. It's could be in a variety of different spaces, yeah. but you're thinking Sometimes about you just got to reach out to people, right? You just got to ask. And yeah. you probably thought, oh man, this guy's probably out of my league, but you, you, you tried, right? Yeah. And, so, uh, yeah. The, the, what I did to get connected mm -hmm. with him was one, we have a commonality in basketball. He, and, and I'm, you know, for those that listen to the podcast, I'm a basketball junkie. Mm -hmm. He uh, pursued the NBA, played overseas, played college basketball. So there were some you know, there were some talking points there. I got his book, read his book, posted mm -hmm. a few things on Twitter, uh, liked everything he was doing on Twitter and Instagram. And, um, and then he reached and then, uh, and then this is what I did. Yeah. I take notes. If you follow me on LinkedIn, I take notes on the things that I am listening to podcast mm -hmm. books. And I just have kind of this sketch note process that I do. I did his, one of his, his interview with Ed Milet. I did that. I created those notes and then I, I, I delivered them to him through Instagram and LinkedIn. And he really liked it. He, you know, immediately he reposted it, said, thank you, all this sort of stuff. And then I think I just continued to, you know, strike up a conversation with him. But anyway, he runs like a mastermind, um, type group. I, and I'm mm -hmm. sure that's not, you know, people have an opinion on what a mastermind group is. I don't think it's necessarily that, but he's got a group of people that he mentors and works with and goal sets with and tries to help and encourage and things like that. That's what he does. Um, that's not all that he does. That's something that he does. Um, and that's what our conversation was about. His group, I told him, I was like, listen, I know what you're doing. I'd like to be involved in with what you're doing. Um, you have a, a similar uh, mindset in terms of values and uh, providing value to people and trying to, you know, and, and trying to serve people and things of that nature. I was like, I just want to be in what you're involved with. And so that's really our conversation and, and how that conversation, we had some common connections and that mm -hmm. was it. But I bring that up not to, you know, uh, you know, drop names and all this sort of stuff. One, it's, there's, there's, I think a few things that you can unpack with my experience yesterday is one, man, I hope I can be a person that brings that energy and that, um, that excitement into people's mm -hmm. life just in a conversation, yep. Yep. right? He doesn't know me and no. he's in LA. I follow this guy on Instagram. I see where he, where he's vacationing, where he lives, what he's mm -hmm. doing. And like, you can post anything online, but, but this guy's pretty genuine and authentic with who he is and the energy and the excitement that he brought to me in an hour conversation with somebody he doesn't know at all. Um, 
man, I walked away from that going, man, I, w- I hope I have an opportunity to do that for somebody else. Right. Because man, it's just significant on, on how you can shift people and shift mindsets and give, you know, and give some clarity or hope or purpose or drive or optimism to somebody else that you have a conversation with. And my hope would be is that I can maybe provide that with any conversation that I roll into. Right. It's just about paying it forward. Right. I mean, you know, you, you have a conversation with somebody um, and if somebody else that you, you know, that you meet pays it for it, it's just going to continue to go. And, and that's, yeah, at the end of this, one of the things we want this world to be is a better place, right? And how can we do that? Yeah. And we're trying to provide a venue such as this podcast to do that. Um, but what you did, what you talked about is things that we do, um, yeah. meeting people and trying to help. It's, it is pretty cool that a guy like David would take the time to say, Hey, George, who are you? What are you about? Um, how can I help you? Yeah. And, you know, and then on the flip side, you're going to go pay it down the road. Yeah. And I think, man, if we could roll in, if I could have that mindset, a lot of this, okay. what the, I try to, one reason I started this podcast was to hold, is for me to voice all this garbage that I have in my head out, <laughs> hold myself accountable to some of this, right? right? Because that's a right. great, like, mm-hmm. I, like I, I, I like this, this journey that I'm on, this road that I'm on, man, this sucker's never paved, man. It is just a dirt beaten up road that I'm just trying to smooth out just to make life a little bit easier for mm-hmm. myself, my family, my community, my job, my teams, all that sort of stuff, man. I've got a lot of work to do, but if I could have this mindset of, man, every conversation, you know, every, every encounter where I could mm-hmm. sit there and give to somebody to have somebody feel like just the way that Dave, that David nurse made me feel yesterday was really good. The other thing to bring up with that, that um, again, this is, this is in no stretch that I've got any of this figured out, but he asked me, you know, I made a comment to him in a post that this is the best start to a year that I've ever had. And mm-hmm. that's not hyperbole. It is. I'm 47 mm-hmm. years old. Yep. Yep. Best, best start to the year I've ever had. It is April 1st, right? It is, you know, through three months and, uh, you know, 60, 90, 90 days, the best start I've ever had. And, and I don't think it's even close, right? I've got this amazing partner in my wife that is, brings me great peace and, uh, yep. and encouragement. Um, and we're knocking things out. We're goal setting. We're just doing great things. And so Probably he asked me about that. One year anniversary? We just hit one year. Yeah. We hit one year, one year. Right. And I mentioned that to him, um, you know, that, you know, you know, it took me three tries, but I found this amazing. (laughs) I got one year. Right. (laughs) But it's, uh, you know, there, listen, there's nothing better than finding peace in, I was listening to Andy Frisella. Uh, so I did just finish this hard 75 thing, uh, maybe three weeks ago or whatever. And I've been listening when I would go on my 45 minutes run, Andy Frisella, uh, he had one of his podcasts where he said he cuts out, he hit a point in his life, which I did as well, mm-hmm. where he just didn't have time for any bullshit or any negativity. He was like, if anybody brought any negative energy, negativity, pessimism, mm-hmm. you know, anger, hatred, resentment, any victimist, you know, being a victim or all any of that, he cut it out. He didn't want any part of it. And I just bring that up because it's like, it's so refreshing to, uh, to have that peace in my life right. and, 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 you know, and uh, just have, you know, I'm not saying that the boat doesn't get rocked and there's not waves and there's not things sure. that will come up, but man, sure. having that peace and that contributes to this great start. So David I, nurse wanted to know, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, I mean, I, I, I was going to add to what you were saying. I mean, in terms of the things that you've done over the past year, right. You've gotten married. A lot of people have had COVID a lot of big things happen. Yeah. Um, you've taken a new job. You're into a new house. Uh, you yeah. got a great wife. Um, the kids are doing well in school. 
people. So even though this major pandemic, you know, not, not everybody can say yes. that things are headed in the right direction. So I also wanted to kind of chat to you about, yeah. um, you know, you, you mentioned 75 days and yeah. back in January, you used the word like I suck at finishing. Remember that? Yep. And yep. finish was your, your word for this year. So I do think you owe it to people to tell them like, did, did you finish and how did you finish on your, your 75 days? Yeah. So 75 hard started January yep. 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife had COVID at the time we started, we started it together. So she yep. was, she was sick and part of the, so there's six things you have to do every day on the 75 hard. You have to have two workouts. Um, each one has to be 45 minutes long. One of them has to be outside. So you, so we ran or we walked uh, of the 75 days. I bet you we ran 60 of them and walked 15. Um, no. So the, the idea of that is you have to get outside and work out regardless what the weather is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there and we were, and we did it. There were days I, we bundled up and it was negative five degrees and, and it was, and it was snowing. And and you would pass us running. And honk <laughs> and your horn. Would be in front of you. Yes, your, your wife right. would be in front. Uh, she, she's got a faster pace than me. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be on some sort of diet. You yep. got to drink a gallon of water. Yep. You can't have alcohol. You got to take a progress picture. You got to read some self improvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ten pages of a self improvement book every day. So yep. without, I, I would like to think I could have knocked that sucker out by myself, but I probably not. I don't know. Um, you know, I'm the king of excuses, right? I, I could sit there and figure out all sorts of reasons not to go running, you know, to go, you know, have a, yeah. have a drink, you know, yeah. and you know, you guys, we, you know, you and I are buddies go out and going out with Joe and going out with Chai's and like our friends and being able to sit around and not have a drink. Like, you know, I, I could have folded on all that sort of stuff, but I knew I was going to have to go home. At, I'd have to go in and see my wife. Right. Yeah. And my wife, the hardest thing for her was, was the, the, you know, not sitting down and having a glass of wine, right? She, she works mm-hmm. out quite a bit and all that. So, but we made, so we made the 75, like I'd incur, and I had a buddy in Texas do it uh, with me. So he did every single day with me. And um, you know, it's amazing. Um, you know, he, the Texas at that time actually had some pretty hardcore weather as well yeah. that he had to get out and run mm-hmm. in and work out in. Yeah. But he, his, his, my buddies was significant because he did his two workouts and got after it. And when mm-hmm. he sent my, when he sent me his day one pitcher and his day 75 pitcher, and he went from, you know, 235, he's six foot five. So he's mm-hmm. like 235, 240, where all of a sudden mm-hmm. he's got like a six pack and he's like shed wow. all this weight and he's like nice. killing it. Yeah. Um, so um, I'll tell you what the, the, the biggest thing that it did for me, my wife and I went on a run today mm-hmm. um, around the a lunch hour and we got in like three and a half miles. And so we are well past this hard 75. When we looked at each other, she you know, yelled down to me, hey, what time do you want to go running? I looked at my calendar. I said, hey, 1030 works. Let's go. And that conversation six months ago was you go without me. Like I'm not doing it. I ain't going. I have no desire to go. It's 45 degrees out and the wind is blowing and I, I ain't doing it. Right. And now it's like, all right, let me look at my calendar. Let me look at my schedule and let's go. And that's every day since then I've had one day where I didn't go running since, since. And so what the whole deal of this thing is, is to create these habits. Right. 75 days, like right. drink water, eat well, right. moderation of alcohol, get mm-hmm. your ass out and work out, you know, um, read, read a self-improvement type book every day, get better, get better, get better. And all of those things have stayed with me. I'm not working out twice a day, but every single one of those 
those things has stayed with me through this through past 75. And yeah. and it's significant, man. On, on I how you just feel, man. I think uh the, the cool thing, you know, one, you, you did it with your spouse, right? So yep. that, that's pretty neat. The the second thing is the accountability factor, right? And you got to find when you're going to do something like this, you got to have somebody that, that's holding you accountable, whether that's a spouse, a friend, if you can have somebody else side by side, because at the end of the day, the last thing you know you wanted to go do is, is tell your spouse, hey, that mm, you're, you're going to win today and yep. I'm going to sit at home and then she's going to come back all sweaty and then you're going to be sitting there on the couch. like So you're, yeah, you're competitive, yeah. right? And yeah. so you don't want that to happen. But you know that she's very good at that and she's going to ensure that that's going to happen and you're going to go. So there was that accountability piece. Mm -hmm. um, and that's I think it's awesome that but that's the podcast when we mm -hmm. sit around and don't know what we're going to talk about. So this oh. is the, the podcast theme would be this in my eyes is we are all capable of great things. Yeah. All of us, you know, yeah. um, you know, God didn't create us to just be average and just to get by, you know, I think God created us to just be powerful and significant and mm -hmm. kick ass and, and accomplish as much as we can in life. And we are capable of a heck of a lot more than we, than we even think. Right. Mm -hmm. But we get it with the, there's the noise in our head. There's the negative. Well, the one thing I'm doing with my boys right now. And, and for those that don't know, I've got uh, three kids and, um, Joe has four kids and, um, and we're all really tight and all this, but um, my oldest boy, what I'm really working with him right now on is the story in his head, the, the, the story he tells himself, right? He is capable of amazing things. And I'm not always going to be there to inspire, encourage, motivate, you know, and counsel and parent him. At some point, he's 12. Mm -hmm. I know he's young, but in six years, he's gone. Right. Yep. And there's a lot yep. of coaching and parenting and leading yep. that has to happen in the next six years for him to go on and, and crush it in life. And the one thing that if I could say one thing to him on his way out the door is that story in your head, that story you tell yourself of and letting other people determine what you tell yourself, the story in your head that you're, you're, you're not smart enough. You're not resourceful enough. You don't have the, you know, the, the money, you don't have the education. You didn't come from this background. Your parents are divorced. Like, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like that story, that, that is what people will tell him. And it's the story we tell ourselves, right? This story of you're just not good enough, not capable enough. So what the 75 hard or any of this stuff does is you've got to have that great story in your head that you are mm -hmm capable, right? The yep. story I told myself for years, you know, I think that I can do things after the 75 hard, you know, I, I think that I'm capable of a lot more, right? Mm -hmm. I, and I got to tell this story better in my head of, uh, of, of this, but the, the, the podcast of what I'm thinking about now is, is if what if you are capable of great things. And one thing that you need to do one, you need to correct the story in your head. And what you tell yourself too, mm -hmm. you got to tell somebody the story in your head yeah. and you need to find people that the reason that worked for me was to your point of accountability. Mm -hmm. I had a wife I was coming home to. So if I'm sitting around having going out with you and our, and our crew, and we're sitting around and everybody's having drinks and I think it's okay to throw three or four down, I've got to go home and look at my wife. Who's got the mm -hmm. same investment and in trying to knock this goal out. Yep. Yep. I've got a buddy in Texas who's doing the same thing. And so because I, I said, hey, let's do this. Let's be accountable to one another. Let's do it. Now, if it's myself, it's easy to quit. So as we roll through 2021, and as you do your, you know, your hunt, and as other people try to carve out their goals, man, I think the first encouragement, other than the voice in your head, is, man, you got to start telling people what you're going to do. 
Yeah. Right. You've got to tell people this mm. is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And I need you to hold me accountable to it. I think that's mm -hmm. probably hard for people to do. Um, but man, that it, it's significant in the success I had through that challenge. Yeah, there's no doubt. Yeah, once you once you make your goals now, um, last thing I want to do to, to you is come back and say, "Yeah, I'm not going to buy a business." Like that's that's where my mindset is. That's where I'm headed, and and I have I've made it I've made it known. And um, you got to have that accountability. Got to have people. Uh, and, and I do working on that. Like there's other people I'm, I'm calling and saying, Hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And just kind of that check-in process. Cause it, it helps there. There's no doubt. <clears throat> I also think a cool thing that, uh, that you did on day 75 and you talk about this quite a bit is you got to celebrate the wins. Yeah. So I think that was on a Wednesday. Yeah. Actually, no, it was St. Patrick's day, right? The day was, that was your Tuesday, your Tuesday was the last day. Yeah. But Wednesday yeah. was our first day post. <laughs> So right. George texts me and says, "Hey, let's let's celebrate my seventy-five days." And you did. You but you got back right back on it the, the next day. Like I don't even think your wife was working out at six a.m. The next day, right? <laughs> the next day. I don't know yeah. if you made that, but uh, no, I, I did not. Did. Make that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but it is. It's um, man. There's there's just a lot that we can do in life. One, it's this this voice in our head and the story we tell. It's being accountable, but it's also this idea of. Like I was super inspired by my wife, super inspired. She wouldn't have done that without me. She, uh, she may have heard about it mm -hmm. uh, if, if, if it weren't for me. She worked her tail off a lot more than I did. She was, mm -hmm. to your point, she would do a 5 a.m. workout class. Now I can get out and run and I, I, now I spent my time doing my yoga and it was on the schedule I wanted. Um, but I even told her this morning, um, I enjoy getting out and running. I enjoy what that, uh, that okay. habit and that ritual has done for me. I told mm -hmm. her, I'm not up for going out and running at 5 a.m. Mm -hmm. at all. Like that doesn't interest me at all. Like, but getting up, planning my day, reading my books, getting a whole bunch of water in me, um, organizing my day. Yeah, I like that at 5 a.m. I don't like running, but that lady, like she's up at, she's up at 4.30 out the door at five and just getting it done now. So there is that idea of knocking your goals out and being that example to others, like we had a buddy that got one of the guys we roll with Justin, when we were sitting out a day or two after we had finished the hard 75, I had made the comment to him, Hey, you know what? I think I might do this at the start of every year. Like it was that impactful for me. Mm -hmm. And he looked at me and he's like, I'm in count me in next year. Count me in now. I'm a, I don't know if I'll hold him to it. I will bring that back up to him <laughs> and, see, and see if he's still, but it's mm -hmm. that idea of like, man, people, you knock things out, man. People are going to notice because like they're sitting around going, man, if George can do it. I can do it. And it's not just a health challenge. It's not just me doing 75 hard. It's anything. It's like me sitting around being inspired, how driven you are to find a business to buy and knowing like, and you like, like, and we've known each other a while now, but like you doing the CrossFit stuff and you getting me into CrossFit and seeing mm -hmm. how you just crushed it and being inspired by that or actually going to CrossFit and seeing a lady that's eight, nine months pregnant who's still at CrossFit <laughs> like four days a week and, and being inspired by butt. that and kicking yeah. everybody's butt, right? right, right so right. it's what you may give value to other people that are just sitting there. I don't think people necessarily roll out with that, with that mindset of, hey, I'm going to go do X because people are going to be super inspired by me. But I think that is a... That is a byproduct of knocking goals out and sitting there and, and doing things because people will take notice and go, shit, man, that's really good. Well, there's a lot of studies of, you know, successful people that have rituals, morning routines, yeah. you know, whether it's some sort of exercise, whether it's a walk, it's meditation, 
Um, it's time without cell phones, you know, disruptions. Maybe it's maybe it's Bible reading. And I think people got to figure out what that is for them. You know, maybe it is yoga for you. It might as simple as be a walk, you know, yeah. or have some time where you're alone um, without interruptions. You know, for me, it's working out. Like if I don't sweat every morning, I, I feel like my day is completely wasted. So what is uh, your morning? Like, what do you do in the morning? Do you have a, do you have a ritual? Do you have a, do you, like I wake up and like you, you would wake up uh, and do like these 10 things. So, yeah. I mean, I still, um, I had hurt my back. It's been about a year ago. Um, mm. so I've kind of given up the CrossFit thing, but I have not given up the working out. So I, st- I still show up every day. I got all the equipment and stuff in my basement. So I have membership to the Y, so it's one of the two, um, and I'm at it, uh, you know, no later than than six a.m. at the latest, and I've got a routine that I'll follow, and I'll either do it in my basement, um, or I'll do it at the Y. So it's hmm. I, I'm easily six days a week, but it, it's staying active for me. Uh, I'm not definitely not the strength I was a year ago, um, which is unfortunate. But I'm also, you know, north of 40. So life, I'm in it for the long game now, right? Uh, as mm-hmm. opposed to the the competitive stuff. It, it, not that I don't want to be, but I uh, just can't, just given some of my back issues, et cetera. But still, I mean, I, every day without without fail, I am up and I am I'm sweating. So Yeah, yeah. To go on the CrossFit thing for a little bit mm-hmm. I, and to acknowledge you, I guess, for this. Um, we did CrossFit. I forget when it was. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could get into it again because of, um, one, my shoulder is destroyed. Here's the thing, right? I mean, I, I could make up all sorts of excuses, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, but I do have a bad back and I do have a bad shoulder. So th- those would be the things that would, that would worry me a little bit. Yep. Um, like I can't, I forget what I was lifting the other day to my son. And I was like, ah, I can't hold this. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm not going to the doctor. So, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, so the thing to acknowledge you on and not to pivot off of kind of this goal and uh, being accountable to some of these goals and finding a community to support you. Um, but what I really appreciated about going into CrossFit was, you know, not even being able to do a pull up, two mm-hmm. pull ups, not even right. being able to do the burpees and things of that mm-hmm. nature. The, um, but having people that were the stars like you. And, you know, John and these other guys that you roll into these CrossFit places that are clearly on a different level. Right. But what I appreciated about that, and it's a good just life lesson, it without question is a good mm-hmm. life lesson, team lesson, personal lesson on how we should be with one another. It's like it doesn't matter where you are, George. Like, hey, I'm like, I'll do it with you. The last day I was at CrossFit, the mm-hmm. last day I was ever in that building, mm-hmm. it was like a hundred burpees. Mm, it was a hundred burpees or something. And yeah. I forget the time frame on it, mm-hmm. but everybody was done except for me. And mm-hmm. I had like 40 or 50 to go. <laughs> you had a lot to go. I had I a lot to go. Because, <laughs> 50. And, and I was the last one there. I was, I mean, not the last one in the building. I was the last one executing this exercise. I think time was already called actually. Time was called and yeah. you weren't letting me quit. You were not going to let me quit. (laughs) So you sat there for a bit. And then when I got to a reasonable number, you did every single one with me. And I remember like the last five, it was like, I had just, you know, I couldn't stand up. It's like somebody punched me in the face a few times and then threw a bunch of whiskey down my throat. Like I could barely stand. I was wobbling. Right. But it was, I remember it was, that was the last time. I, and I think I walked out of there. I was like, well, the hell with this. I ain't coming back to this <laughs> point, man. I mean, that, 
right? But it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but it's, it was at a, at a, I would assume that you're probably going to say the accountability factor was, I assume, right? Yeah, With no, me standing accountable right? to it, but it was also yep. this idea of, it's always this idea of like, that I remember with that I took away the big takeaway from kind of the, my CrossFit experience was George, it doesn't matter where you're at. Don't worry about mm -hmm. it. Don't, don't compare mm -hmm. your plates to my plates or to his sure. reps, to his reps. Right. Like just do one and do one with straps. It doesn't right. matter. Right. Okay. And then next week, let's see if we can get a little better and a little better. Like that's what this is all about. Just giving your best effort, being in the gym at 5 a.m., being around a group of people that will encourage you and all that. And it's not a CrossFit thing. I would hope that these people that are elite on our teams are like, man, it doesn't matter. Like, like I understand you're an intern. I understand that you're just out of college and I've been here for 30 years and I know what this software does because I built it. It doesn't matter. Let's get you a little bit better today. Like, because we're yeah. here and, for and one there, another. There's no doubt. And that is, I, I've been to quite a few CrossFit gyms and Nobody really cares whether you're 70 or 20, 300 or three, um, whatever you're doing at that time, just do your best. Yeah. And, uh, I, it's a mentality that I've carried with my kids. Like, I don't, I don't care, you know, if you're the smartest, I don't care if you're the most athletic, I care that you're doing the best that you can do with whatever it is that you're doing at that time. Yeah. You know, if you're going to go play basketball, great. Just do the best you can. Like don't anybody at work yet. If you're going to play baseball, same thing. If you're going to be in choir, just sing the best you can. It's probably not going to be very good because you're going to sound like your dad, but <laughs> <laughs> you're going to do the best you can. Right. Well, we started, so we did the 75. And here's one thing that that is significant for me through that exercise is my children saw me do it. My children saw me not making excuses. Yeah. My children saw me walking outside at 930, 10 o'clock at night on weekends because I had to get it in. My children saw that. Right. And so and then they would ask questions. I would tell them what we're doing and that, hey, I didn't do this and I need to go out and walk. And then my older son saying, Dad, let me go on a walk with you. So we would go on a walk and we like that. That is a you know, that is one of those postcard, you know, snapshot moments of my life. Mm -hmm. Right. That you just remember forever. My son looking at me saying, let me go on this walk with you. And it's nine o'clock at night. It's cold. We're bundled up. The, the, you know, it's dark outside, all that sort of stuff. And we spend 45 minutes, 45 minute walk outside. And we spend 40, you know, we, we walk out 22 and a half minutes and we walk back 22 and a half minutes and we just sit and talk the entire time. Yep. And I'm like, man, this is really a, a like a big postcard kind of moment for him and I, but post 75 hard. Now my kid is running. Right. So, and, and the, to your point, we started out with this run. I'm like, Hey, yeah, I'm running 45 minutes. Now don't th that be something where I'm out running 45 minutes and I'm crushing nine minute miles and I'm doing, you know, nine miles, you know, nine You're miles. Doing you can. Right. I go like, I started, I told mm -hmm. my boy Camden, I'm like, Hey, listen, I started with like a four, three minute run, two minute walk. Right. But it was important that I was out here. So when he was when we talked about him and his development and his stamina and his conditioning and like things like that, yeah. he thought that we had to go out and run for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, buddy, let's just be outside for 45 minutes. Let's do this. Let's just be outside for 30 minutes mm -hmm. and let's run for 20. Let's run for two and walk for two. Yeah. The, yeah. the first day we did it. We did two, two, two minutes running, two minutes walking. So four minutes we did seven sets. So 28 minutes. And he was crying and sobbing and moaning and complaining by the fifth set. And I wouldn't mm -hmm. let him quit yep. sobbing, yep. sobbing yep. that mm -hmm. he couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I told him, we're not going to quit. Like we, we should be able to run for two minutes at yep. a slow pace. Yep. 
Now we've been doing it for three weeks and the, the kid is running a mile and a half without stopping. That's awesome. Right. And again, it's definitely a parenting thing and it's a kid thing and it's an improved, but that's a life thing, right? You don't have to go out and crush five minute miles or whatever it is, run five miles without stopping. You just got to go out and just figure out how to get a little bit better, man, because three weeks from now you're running a mile and a half without stopping. Well, and I think that, you know, when you're talking 75 days, right, that's, that's a long time. And people think that they need to be able to just go run three miles on day one. Well, it's not realistic. I mean, if you're going from couch to three miles, like that's not going to happen. I was listening to a podcast and I I can't remember who it was, but the guy was like, just get in the mindset of a little bit better each day. And day one might just be waking up and putting on your athletic shorts and then getting up and getting out of bed. Day two might mean putting on your athletic shorts and walking across the street and touching the neighbor's mailbox and then come back in. Well, Mm -hmm. day three is you're going to go two mailboxes. Day four, you can go down to three, you know, and just try to touch another mailbox every single day, you yeah. know, and be in it for the long game. You know, yeah. I don't, I don't envision, you know, you and your wife not going any further. You're already at day 90. You know, I don't envision you two stopping. Um, will it be twice a day? I think it will when you can, but will it be always all the time? Pro- probably not. That's pretty hard to sustain. Yeah. Um, but I do think it's life changing and it had to start with, you know, some small movements, you know, just like you did with your son. You got to start somewhere. Not yeah. starting is not good. Right. Because um, yeah. I think there's there's a lot of value into that. And then you were kind of chatting earlier too, having your kids see you. I, I actually make it a point to come up drenched in sweat like mm. this. When I talk about we're going to work harder in your best, like this is what you should look like at practice. Yeah. And I tell them that, <laughs> you know, yeah. just do your best, yeah. you know. So if dad can do it, you know, and I'm north of 40, then you can still do it. Yeah. It's my, it makes me think of my dad who passed Mm -hmm. away, uh, boy, um, almost two years ago now he he was out hiking, but my dad, uh, and maybe I get this Mm -hmm. a little bit from him. My dad is driven on a hobby. My dad, uh, he'll master a hobby. Mm -hmm. He never truly mastered it. Right. Like at one point golf was his hobby and he got really good at it. Clearly you can't master that game. Right. But he was like scuba diving, bike racing, golf, Air, you know, he wanted to be a pilot. So he learned to be a pilot and he would go all in on these things. Um, but one of them was running. All of a sudden he biked for so long. He was mm-hmm. did these hundred mile bike rides and organized, you know, these rides for uh, the heart association and just goes all in. The one thing my dad was really good at was building a community around anything like, Hey, I'm into running. I'm into motorcycles. I'm into airplanes. I'm into golf. Like, and he would build a community of people around him that, and they would just have the time of their lives. Um, but he had this great bike crew of bicycling, but then he had a really bad wreck and, um, got out of that, but then he started running. And I remember him telling me, um, George, the first day I went running, I couldn't make it. Um, I couldn't make it two blocks Uh, without stopping. Right. And then, and then his last run, his last significant run was the Boston marathon, which was his 20th marathon. Right. And his goal. And I think it was his last run because he reached his goal. He was Mm -hmm. like, he started running, started doing marathons, figured, you know, got really passionate about nutrition and training and intervals and his body and all that sort of stuff and was super into it. And he was like, my goal is to Boston marathon. So he did everything he could to qualify for that sucker. And then when he did it, he was done. Right. And and, (laughs) and didn't run out like that, but you know, that's, that's what he did. Right. And then he went on to it, went on to his next hobby. Um, But that is the thing. He couldn't, he couldn't even get two blocks down. So we don't have to, you know, we, we just don't have to feel like we have to do it all. Like you don't need to, 
you know, you would love it if that business would show up on day one, but you got to grind, man. You got to figure it out. You got to meet these people. You got to do all these different things to reach these goals. And then when you find your business, when you start that business and you have these bigger goals of what that, how significant that business is going to be, you're not going to be there in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're like, what can we be? How can we get there? What can yep. we do? How can we impact? And how can we just get a little bit better today? Um, and, and being able to make those strides. I saw this the other day. And, and this is just I, I don't know where I saw it. And it was significant. Mm-hmm. It would just kind of impacted me. If you took 365 days in a year and then you had like the, uh, you know, the the power of that of one. You get. 365, right? And I, I I hope I'm telling the story and I'm not the best math person. If you took 365 to the power of 1.0001, mm-hmm. just a little bit, sure, which is nothing, you get 37, right? So it's like just doing the same thing every day, being mm-hmm. in your comfort zone, not pushing yourself, not embracing the suck as David Goggins says, and not doing mm-hmm. something every day that sucks, but moves you closer. Um, you stay the same. It's going to be 365. But if you just do that 1.001, you're 37 steps ahead. You know, if you're talking about just steps, right? You're 37, like that's significant. That is significant. And on a daily basis, it's insignificant. It's just not much, right? Uh, To do this, just to do a little bit more. Instead of just doing one, I'm going to do 1.001. Mm-hmm. And, and a year from now, I'm going to be that yeah. much further ahead than everybody else. That's just doing one. Right. Um, I forget where I saw that. It was kind of a, significant to me. Um, how is your job, job, your business hunting going? So we can update people with, what yeah, you know, it is, it's, it is going well. Um, I will tell you, it is a, a roller coaster ride. Uh, those people that have done this or trying to do this would, would understand. Sometimes you think when something's going to work out, uh, it, Sometimes does, sometimes it doesn't, and for a variety of reasons. You know, honestly, probably the the most challenging piece is finding the right opportunity, the right business. Um, even if somebody is telling you ready to sell, if they're not prepared and done a lot of the work, it the, mm. it could easily be a year out. So, George, if you own a business and all of a sudden you just say, "Yeah, I'm ready to sell today," well, guess what? You got a lot of work to go do. So by the time you prepare and kind of put together your your exit strategy, uh, that could easily be a year. So, you know, when you're trying to search for businesses that aren't necessarily listed and, and getting connections to owners that, you know, might be uh, willing to sell or ideally I'd like to meet people that are trying to sell right now um, would be great. Uh, I will tell you, we kind of talked about the relationships and how they're important. We, you know, we chatted a little bit about that earlier and in a lot of our podcasts. So, you know, that has been the most effective thing. I've had um, met a gentleman two years ago where that relationship is, um, I've kept it uh, very fresh and stayed very close to this gentleman. Um, more so, he was a lot older and I really just enjoyed talking to him, um, you know, just uh, enjoyed the friendship. And then now that has kind of resurfaced so that uh, I hope is something that, that, um, works out for me. Mm -hmm. So I've got a few irons in the fire that, um, that I'm absolutely working on. It is, um, it is a little stressful at times. I actually had to go across the street to my neighbor and say, I just need to vent and like, just relax for a little bit and just chat (laughs) because, um, that's, you know, that's part of it. Sometimes when you think 
I mean, I literally had to tell a guy today that I just don't think that uh, we're going to be able to come to terms and agreement on a deal that I really wanted, uh, but just wasn't priced right. And for me, I'm willing to pay a fair price. I don't want to screw nobody. I don't want to be screwed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so one door kind of closed and another one opened. And that's kind of how this whole thing goes. And sometimes I think, you know, God's got plans for you and yeah. you figure out what those are sometimes. And you may not always understand why things happen. Um but I will tell you that I've met a significant amount of people. I have enjoyed the process, even though it is very stressful. Um, you know, it, and a lot of it is, is just like David reached out to you earlier. Uh, I'm reaching out to random people. Uh, you thought he helped you. I'm trying to help people. I've got people that are helping me that I've never met before. Mm. And sometimes you're wondering, I don't know this guy from Adam and he just, made an introduction to somebody that he thought would be extremely beneficial. And a lot of times those connections and those conversations are, are awesome. So um, yeah, that's really where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that this current deal that I'm working on uh, is the right one for me, the right fit for me, my family and, uh, and uh, really kind of what God has lined up and we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's, this is, I know we will say this. I don't know when we will say this, mm-hmm. but I know that we will say this. We will use the phrase, remember when. We'll sit back and say, man, remember when you were really hunting for a job and you were nervous and you had to go across the street and vent to your neighbors and you were pissed <laughs> off and you were, remember when? Remember when all that happened? Yeah. Right. Because I, you know, I've said this to a number of people before, not, uh, you know, uh, that are going through something, you know, similar where there's just some uncertainty in life. Right. And the thing is like, man, I know how this ends. Like we know how this ends for you. We know, we know where you're going to land. We know, we don't know the exact uh, business you're going to purchase. We don't know the industry it'll be in. We don't know when it will be, but we know this is going to work out. Like we, we all do. Right. Uh, And you do as well. And it's one of these things like, Hey, I know this is happening and I'm just going to keep doing the things I'm doing and try to enhance the things I'm doing to maybe create those opportunities. But we will say, remember when, like all this frustration, it's hard to, it's hard to roll through that storm, Mm -hmm. right? It's hard to roll through that storm when the storm is happening Mm -hmm. until you're on the other side and you're, the the water is still again, right. And you're sitting there going, man, shit, remember that storm we just rolled through, (laughs) (laughs) right? I mean, that was a pain in the ass, but we got through it. We knew we were going to get through it. We knew we, we knew the storm would end. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's, but it is, but to your point, man, I, I would have to, again, I'm not in, uh, I'm not in that position. Not sure I would ever be in a position where I would want to purchase a business and things like that. But to your point about relationships and providing value to people and investing in people and having people open those doors for you because you're just doing things the right way. I mean, yep. that's, um, you got to start by doing things the right way. Right. Yeah. Treating people the right way, um, you know, and trying to provide that value to them. And no, all that. There's no doubt about that. I mean, at the end of the day, people want to sell to people. Um, and, and what I found is really two things. Owners, when they're selling, they want to under, understand that their current employees are going to be taken care of. Like, can, can this individual, you know, continue to maintain a good culture? So if they feel good about that, usually the relationship is you know, that, that helps. And, and, and they want to get paid, you know, um, some of them want to get paid more than a fair price. Some of them want to get a fair price, you know, mm-hmm. um, some of them have no idea what their business is worth. So, uh, it's a, it's a relationship business and, and a lot of the things that we do in this world are. So for me, it's just continued to, to build relationships, continued to network, you know, uh, I feel my opportunity will come and, you know, knock on enough doors, the, the, the right one will be there. Yeah. But that's everything we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. I I, I really believe it. I mean, it's this, 
accountability. Like this is what I'm doing. I need mm -hmm. the support, being vulnerable and humble for these opportunities, putting yourself out there that, Hey, I need help. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, this is what I want to do. And I don't necessarily have the connections to do it right now, but mm -hmm. my network can help me, um, being accountable to it, changing that voice in your head that you can do this. You are capable. Mm -hmm. We are capable of a lot more than we think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We are just, and we can, you know, uh, the, the thing Ed Milet, this great podcast with Ed Milet and, uh, Andy Frisella that I listened to and posted some notes on, um, you know, these guys are, these guys are players, man. Like in the, in the, in the basketball game of life, they're ballers, mm -hmm. right? I actually saw on LinkedIn or somewhere on Facebook that Andy, uh, Ed Milet's house in Coeur d'Alene is up for, he's up for sale. He just bought a jet that I was telling you about. Um, and he's got a house for sale in, on Lake Coeur d'Alene up in Idaho for $17 million. Now, I don't say that because I think possessions and money and all that is all that is significant and th that would drive me. I think it's kind of cool. I've seen this house. It's amazing. I'm not suggesting I wouldn't want to have it. But it's they're just guys that are just – they said this in their podcast. They're just further down the road. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that could, it wouldn't surprise me if that were Joe, if Joe got a business going and had all this going and that had that level of success, I'm not going to sit here and say that you can't do something. Absolutely. We could, Joe could. Um, but you can't, you can't say it's not going to happen because of where they're at and where you're starting. It's this idea of, um, like he, they, they said in their podcast, man, we're just further down the road. We just got more experience, more wisdom. We've made more mistakes and we've been doing this for 25 years mm -hmm. for the people that are just starting running mm -hmm. to seven, day one of hard 75, taking your 12 year old out running, right? You're just at the beginning, right? Yeah. There's great, there's greatness at the end of the 75. Yeah. There's greatness at the, when you purchase this business and you get to really roll and there's greatness mm -hmm. when you hit the five year, 10 year, 20 year yeah. mark with that. Yeah. Right. But we have to get there and we have to persevere, but we have to change the story in our head. Yeah, we, sure. we have, we're all capable of that. Well, listen, yeah. Joe, this is our, um, listen, we're going to release these on Monday. That's our hope. If we release this on Tuesday or Wednesday of next week, then um, we didn't do a good job getting it out mm -hmm. on Monday. <clears throat> We're going to try to have these Monday episodes with just Joe and I. We'll have our guests on Thursdays. Um, excited about the lineup of guests that we have coming up. Yeah, we've got some good ones coming up. up. We do. We have some really good ones coming up. We'll be dropping one. Today is Thursday, actually. Uh, that we're recording this. We'll release this on Monday, uh, but we'll get all this out. If uh, you know, reach out to Joe and I on LinkedIn, uh, any questions you have, uh, any commentary you have, any feedback you have, if you could do us one favor again, we uh, I'm going to steal this from Andy Frisella. Andy Frisella doesn't have any paid ads. He doesn't charge anybody for any of his content that he puts out. The only payment that he asks you to make is to share it with somebody and to go on iTunes or wherever you listen to this and uh, like it, subscribe to it, comment on it or something like that. We appreciate that. It helps us with some numbers and it, things bubbling up. So other people can get maybe uh, some of this content, some of this message uh, that Joe and I are putting out. So Joe, appreciate the hour with you. Um, everybody else have a great rest of the week and reach out to us on LinkedIn. Would love to uh, meet you. Would love to have a conversation with you. Enjoy. Thank you. Yep. Uh, bye. Oh, 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 oh,